We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple Welcome of to TV Times 3, episode 266. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be talking about the series premieres of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, well, the first few episodes, the returned powers and the royals, and then a recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 266. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Uh, I am Andrea Towers from Entertainment Weekly. And I'm Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net. Thank you both for joining me on TV Times 3 this week. Thank you. Thanks. And with that, we'll jump into, uh, we'll just jump right into the news. It's sort of an all good news front this week. How did that happen? <laughs> well, at least it's, it's an all <laughs> renewal news. I mean. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the first item and yeah. I agree. Like, although there's. Nine to ten million people a week watching Two Broke Girls, so I'm sure they'll be happy that it's going to be back for a fifth season. Uh, and then also CBS has renewed Mike and Molly for a sixth season, and then Mom for a third season. Uh, the last of which, uh, Mom, is the only of those three that I actually watch, so I'm happy that uh, that one will be back. How about you, Kyle? I'm not watching any of them. Not I watching can... any of them. <laughs> I, although I think Two Broke Girls still gets recorded on my TiVo. I've yet to figure out <laughs> how to do I keep deleting it week to week, but I go and I forget to go and delete the whole season pass. So. <laughs> it's yeah. only been two years. So. Stop recording or delete just this episode or record No, all. no, it doesn't prompt you unless <laughs> yeah. you delete a whole folder. So I think I need to wait a couple weeks. Or if I use the app, I just slide and delete it, and then it doesn't actually ask me to delete the whole season pass one of these days i'll get around to deleting it you think that that might be something that would be built in like if you delete <laughs> if you delete more than like five episodes <laughs> like all at once and you haven't watched them yet prompt for it's uh, like the are you still watching pass. prompt on netflix like they'll just <laughs> ask you are you still watching the show i can delete it for you those are my favorite, though, because it's like it tries because I feel like every time they do it, they actually try to guilt you. It's like we just want to make sure you're still alive and you actually are still choosing to spend like the past five hours of your life this way. It's like, <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. Maybe I want to do this. I only have two episodes of Kimmy Schmidt left. Let right? me finish. <laughs> 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 All right. Next up on the news is uh, ITV has renewed Mr. Selfridge for a fourth season. Uh, I think only the first couple seasons have aired over here uh, on PBS thus far. So once uh, season three airs, at least you'll know there's a fourth one coming. I know my parents watch it. I've yet to check it out. So they'll be happy. And then uh, Sci-Fi has renewed 12 Monkeys for a second season, which I'm really happy about because I'm really enjoying that show. It's quite the mind bender of time travel. That they A lot. They keep messing around with you uh, on that one. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they... I haven't seen beyond what's aired, so I'm interested to see how... Because he must be running out of jumps pretty soon, like how they're going to continue this into a second season. We'll see. I mean, if, if they keep following, like, present day, uh, pretty soon they'll still have to keep going back to previous because they've already, like, set that the, you know, that the outbreak happens in, like, 2017 so right. or something like you that mean so. if, they hit, if they hit a third season then yeah. like... 
Uh, lastly on the the list, which uh, I'm also really happy about, uh, VH1 has renewed Hindsight for a second season, uh, which has been a, a really fun show. So, uh, Kyle, you need to watch I know, the rest you- of those episodes you have on the DVR. Yeah, it gives me an excuse to watch those nine episodes out of ten that I still have. <laughs> now on that it. you know that there's going to be a second season, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really like the show. I mean, for me, it sort of hits right, you know, in the middle of the '90s, and you know, so a lot of the, a lot of the pop culture references are all, you know, are all. It's all interesting because, like, I was their age, you know, the, you know. I was like the same age as the characters that are in in the show at the time in the middle of the 90s. So it's kind of fun to watch, especially when one of the characters like will mention something about a TV show and the other one will say something and then realize that it's a spoiler because that hasn't happened yet on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the show or, or things like that, that they have fun with the a lot of the uh, present and, you know, present or to few you know future pop culture with the with the show but uh you know it was sort of kind of low rated but i think vh1 made a good uh a good choice this is one that has sort of like a, a pretty good core fan base that there's potential for it to you know get found online and you know streaming services or dvd and stuff like that before another season comes out and uh, possibly uh, grow its audience they just need to re-air it a bunch of times, surrounded by "I Love the '90s" episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a "I Love the '90s" marathon right into into an episode of that, where they could just they could do like "I Love the '90s," 1991, <laughs> 92, 93. They could just though, keep going. There, there's a lot yeah. to work with in the '90s. But yeah, that they could uh, they could run a bunch of those before that. That'd actually be much better than what they tried to pair it with i can't even remember what it was because until this show it was like wait vh1 has scripted programming (laughs) (laughs) okay uh and with that we'll uh jump on to the uh prime time segment i got five shows to uh talk about a lot of uh a lot of premieres this uh past this past week uh we'll start out with unbreakable kimmy schmidt which actually premiered the week before but I didn't get a chance to start watching any episodes till this week or this past week. I think Andrea was the same. Didn't get any, get a chance to start watching any till this weekend. Nope. Kyle. I skewed, through all, all <laughs> skewed of his them. DVR backlog and went, went through all 13 episodes. So, uh, the first weekend it was out, but, uh, so unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Andrea, what did, uh, start with you? what did you think of, of uh, the uh, the Tina Fey comedy that NBC passed on, and, and that NBC and, is probably kicking themselves that they passed on, which would not be the first time NBC has kicked themselves over something they passed on. It's stuff I still contend that nobody would have watched it on NBC, anyways. So, like, they they yeah. would have liked to have, you know, maybe it would have. Like, I saw somebody that posted like in an alternate universe, you know, Thursday comedy lineup could have been like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Mindy Project, and uh, you know, and something else, you know, and you're just like, or like, and Community or something like that, and you're just like, yeah, all shows that like nobody's watching, even though they're really good. So it's not like it would have, yeah, it would have been a great two hour block that nobody was watching. Still, <laughs> they've had yeah, plenty no, of I, those. 
I mean, I, I think it's kind of like one of those things where it's so easy to say now with like seeing all the critical acclaim for it, like, oh, well, it's really good and it would have done well. But like, obviously, no one really knows as evidenced by half the shows yeah. on network TV right now, like specifically on NBC. Yeah. Like, all you got to do it- is, yeah, all you got to do is look at all the critically acclaimed shows, Community, 30 Rock, exactly. Parks and Rec. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Yeah. I think that's like a so one- we need all the critics to get Nielsen thing. boxes. <laughs> It's like, you know, there's been some, there's actually been uh, even, you know, past the, you know, you had, you know, the office and a few things uh, there for a while, you know, that were sort of propped around that. Uh, But then as that went away, there were still a lot of good comedies that came on NBC, but for whatever reason, people just weren't tuning into them. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think this would have fit in with that, you know, with that, I think it would have continued... I mean, nobody's going to watch One Big Happy either. Like, you know, right? <laughs> even though this is probably better than, well, it's not probably better. This is way better than that. Even though I don't think that Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is like the best thing ever. It's still way better than One Big Happy. But yet, I don't think either one of them would have done well on the actual network. But uh, what did you li- what did you like about it, Andrea? Um, it just, you know, it had that like quirky, fun vibe that it was it was very kind of Tina Fey like like it didn't really take itself seriously like it's taking Um, place in the same universe as 30 Rock yeah well it is which (laughs) is something that someone at work had this whole post about how it does take place in the same universe because there's one actor that was like a random guy in 30 rock that is also the same character in this. And like, I don't exactly remember the specifics of it, but there were like theories trying to prove that because (laughs) they actually thought that it happened, which I don't know if it or not. Like, but, um, but I just, it's, I just thought it was, it was a really just fun show that I feel like you don't, get anymore kind of I mean I resonated with it a lot I found it you know I found it funny it wasn't outlandish in its comedy um, but it also wasn't kind of dumbed down in like trying to feel like it was on my level I guess um but but I had heard I had heard a lot of praise about it um like I came into work the day or like the day after the weekend that it had dropped and every single person was basically going, oh my God, I just spent the whole weekend marathoning this. It's really good. And it's like, well, I guess I have to do that now. And then of course I ended up with no time on a weekend <laughs> like, right after the weekend where I had all the time to do it. Oh, but, um, but it's, I mean, it's cute and it's fun. And I think it's, it is, I think in a way perfect for Netflix as much as it probably maybe could have worked in NBC, maybe not, but it does fit that Netflix vibe of just, uh, like a 13 quick 13, right? I think it's, or 10. Yeah. It's 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they felt, they actually, they actually pretty much had finished filming the first season to air on NBC by the time they decided not to air it on NBC. So the thing I'm actually interested in is to see what a season two ends up looking like when they don't have to build it to fit a 21 minute, you know, network sitcoms, right. you know, I slot. Thought some of, I thought some of the later episodes were actually longer, so they might have gone back and put in stuff that maybe they were going to edit out 
Yeah, I think they uh, may have done NBC. a little bit of a little bit of that, but for the most part, I think they they stay pretty close to uh, uh, you know the same as what they uh, would have been uh, on NBC. So that's I mean that's an interesting thing just to see like you know because you could go you know much darker with some of the humor, <laughs> probably considering that she spent fifteen years <laughs> underground in this weird cult. Uh, you know, they only make occasional reference, you know, to like, was there weird sex stuff? You know, uh, it, you just know that like in a second season, they could probably hit on some of those jokes like <laughs> a little more or a little harder. Uh, See, I, ne- I never felt when I was watching, I never felt like anything was really held back for network TV or anything. It felt like any other like well it's not like they hold back a whole lot (laughs) oh yeah yeah. especially if you're cbs like (laughs) you you don't hold back anything Uh, but yeah i I am interested to see uh, yeah i'll i'll finish watching the the rest of the season you know because there was there was some fun stuff but i think i may have also suffered from the you know the overhype machine is like a week later after you hear you keep seeing people on Twitter or Facebook and and articles popping up about how, you know, this is such a great, you know, such a great comedy or whatever and all these things that they love about it. And then I'm watching it going, eh. No, were you, were you, a, fan of, you a fan of 30 Rock? Or you just... Yeah, I liked 30 Rock. I, you know, I, I like that style, you know, some of that style of humor. Uh, but sometimes it also is a show that you do have to pay attention because some of the jokes are, I mean, one of the funniest things in the in the premiere episode is is reading what the uh, the lower thirds say on the news coverage with stuff like uh, you know they're giving a report about the women found in this underground uh, you know shelter and uh, it the it underneath it it says you know three white women found and also a Mexican woman was also found, you know, type of stuff, which is interesting commentary on the news, you know, in joke form. Uh, but you have to read those things like really quick when they're, or, or pause it to see what they're saying, some of them. You know, some of that stuff I, I, I found funny. Uh, the second, I guess it was the second episode, maybe, I didn't really, you know, find a whole lot. There was some more uh, in the third episode which is as far as I got so far where cuz a lot of what I heard was you know that uh, Jane Krakowski is basically playing like the same character that she played on Oh, she definitely is. It yeah. feels like the same. She kind of is, except they totally grounded the character by the third episode where she's l- like that, but she felt a little bit more kinship for you know for Kimmy and where people come from and and stuff because of her background that they show uh, you. Well, granted, a lot of people seem to think that's a highly racist background. <laughs> I don't give it. I, I don't understand the, the whole uh, – uh, like to me, I just thought it was just a really fun show. I, I thought Ellie Kemper, who also plays someone very similar to her previous character in The Office, like this dim-witted but like always happy type of character. Like I thought she was so much fun in this show and like I love that like basically – 
her whole growth has been stinted at like eighth grade and (laughs) in the nineties is like where her pop culture references all maxed out. So like, she's like, Oh, I got my Tamagotchi. Uh, Like all this other stuff, like, like uh, from the nineties, it's just a lot of fun to hear her throw out this stuff. Like she doesn't realize all this stuff changed since then. So I, I mean, I think it's like, I just really enjoyed it. Um, like I just watched it uh, one episode after the next. I just marathon all the way through. Um, is it the best show ever? I I wouldn't say that, but I I, th- I found it like I thought the writing was really witty and like it's like joke after joke after joke and just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you like Thirty Rock style, uh, you know, humor. If you're a fan of that, you're you're gonna. <laughs> You're going to feel right at home <laughs> in this one. It's, uh, it's I mean, it, it's one of those things that definitely deserves to be seen. I think like, you know, maybe it wouldn't be for, I mean, I find it kind of hard thing that like maybe it wouldn't be for you because it seems so universal, but in the same way that like a lot of, you know, people didn't like 30 rock or whatever, you know, definitely give it an episode or two and at least try it out. You know, it's not like watching something that has a very specific comedy type or, you know, that's more, I guess, specific in how they, they try to reach an audience. And I think it's very consistent. Like, if you don't like the first episode, you're probably not going to like <laughs> the, the other episodes. Episode. <laughs> like, it's just very – I found it consistently the same – like, very funny, like – and the same type of humor – like throughout the throughout the show. So, I mean, if you don't like the way the jokes are coming and like the references and stuff, you're not going to like by the 13th episode. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I I enjoyed it enough that I'll try and squeeze in the other 10 episodes <laughs> as, uh, at some point uh, uh here along the way. Uh, at least, you know, they do, you know, with no commercials, you know, it, they just flow right by pretty quick. The only interruption is from Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the you know you can even you don't even have to wait the, like the fifteen seconds between episodes or whatever. You can just click and go <laughs> to the next one. But yeah, I think I think it's definitely definitely pretty good. But like I said, I think I may have came in a little underwhelmed just because of seeing too much about it over the uh, over the last week. But I also find. This style of the the whole thing about dropping uh, a whole show all at once is uh, if you love a show, if you like totally love a show, you literally have like a year <laughs> until yeah, you're going to get more. Yeah, because <laughs> now I'm not going to see this show now for another 364 days. <laughs> at least when you watch like, you know, if you watch like a cable drama or for 13 episodes or, or something else, you know, you at least get uh, – you at least get 13 weeks and it's not quite, you know, it's like something starts in uh, the end of August or, you know, beginning of September and ends, you know, into November, beginning of December. At least, you know, you're going to get more starting up you know, next September or something here. Every time one of these shows drops, if you like it, you're going to watch it pretty yep. relatively quickly. So as soon as you watch it, it's just like, Boom, it's gone. You're like, oh, I wish there was more. Only 363 days. <laughs> you get more. Only. And, and then once once the next season starts, you're like, what happened that last season? It's been so long since I last watched it. Yeah, especially if it's something serialized where you know, 
that that that's totally the case. At least with a comedy, you could just probably jump right back in, and you don't have to remember too much about uh, a little less ongoing storyline stuff to have to remember, as opposed to some big, uh, you know, serialized drama. All right, that's that's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, we'll move on to the Returned. Uh, this is the uh, U.S. version on A and E, season one, episode one, Camille, which is the series premiere, and then episode two, Simon, which airs uh, tonight as of the day we are recording this podcast. I'll go first, Kyle, since uh, you've seen you've seen the yeah I've the seen the French, French one. the French version. Yeah. First, I get the I get the reasoning. There's some shows where you know a foreign show where they go to remake it, and you're just like. Uh, we speak the same language. Why are you <laughs> like? Why are you remaking a British show? Especially when a lot of times <laughs> you're gonna hire the same actor. Too. <laughs> you know, you know, why are we remaking a British show or an Australian show or or something like that? Uh, speaking of uh, remaking an Australian show with the same the actor in, in it, uh, as well as you know, like Grace Point or all these things. Especially when some of these things have actually aired on, you know, like BBC America or you know, other networks or whatever that uh, you're just like, okay, but they aired over here already, or they're exclusively available on Netflix or, you know, Amazon prime or something. So it's like, why are we remaking him? But this one, I get the remake. I mean, I do understand the re the whole reason of doing a remake is because you get to, you get to then sell it and make all the money off of it, as opposed to taking somebody else's and just re-airing it. But with that, for the most part, I, I mainly get the idea if it's a foreign language that, you know, it has to have subtitles or whatever for you to, then I sort of get the idea of actually remaking it because you can just say, yeah, but it's really good. You should, you know, you should watch it with the subtitles or whatever. And it's just like, there's just so many people that are never, yeah, never going to do that. that. You will never watch <laughs> subtitled stuff. Like <laughs> it's too much work. That's why I'm shocked when we have all these shows like, uh, like Jane, the Virgin and things like that, that use a lot of subtitles, <laughs> yeah, use like, a lot of subtitles and extra things being typed on the screen. And even lost, you see tons <laughs> of subtitles. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, it's also like a little different when it's just like, uh, you know, like on Jane, the Virgin, it's mainly like one character, uh, yeah. That you're seeing what she's saying. Everybody else is mostly speaking uh, English most of the time, you know. So that type of stuff, you you can kind of see. But I I sort of get that idea of remaking it. From what I had, you know, the little bit I'd heard about the return, I've never seen any of the French version, uh, so I don't I can't compare it to it at all. Uh, I've heard you know all the critics and stuff like that, and seen all the praise for uh, the French version. And then all the critical pans of this version, mainly because it's not as good as the previous version. And so I'm going, I went into this with, you know, some of that in my head, but also having not seen the first one, you know, I don't have anything to compare it to. And I actually quite liked it. You know, maybe there's some things they did better in the other one, but I have no idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is actually, uh, so sometimes I think, the review becomes like it's just a watered down remake of the original, but you only know that if you've if you're one of the small percentage of people that saw the original. Uh, I know people that had never seen Broadchurch that quite enjoyed Grace Point. Uh, for me, it was too similar. Yes, uh, to, I, I... to actually spend the. T I mean, I didn't think it was 
you know, I didn't think it was great, but I also admitted that there was some of the bias from having seen the first one. And I was interested to find people that had never watched Broadchurch until after to find out what they thought of, uh, you know, and there, you know, there's people that like Grace Point better because they saw it first. <laughs> you know? And so it, sometimes it is just whatever you, you see first, uh, but I quite liked it. It, it has a, a sort of an eerie feel to it. I did feel that the first episode didn't quite, I don't know, it, at least for a while until you get to that end scene in the first episode, it didn't give you quite enough of, of, of the weirdness or some of what was going on. And they sort of introduced, uh, you know, some other uh, characters. And in the second episode, they introduced some things where you go, oh, that's interesting, uh, where uh, potentially there's somebody that's reappeared who's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, so that's sort of an interesting uh, thing. It also is, you know, it's interesting to find out that one of the characters is a previous uh, a victim of the stabbing. Uh, the the kid that doesn't talk is super creepy. <laughs> in the French version, he's even creepier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I've heard is even creepier in the in the French version. But still, it's, it's creepy enough now. Uh, but it's also in those weird things like why does she like feel the need to like keep him or whatever? Yeah, with without really telling anybody else about. Uh, I did like the when the kid stares down the nosy neighbor <laughs> in the second episode. And she yeah. just sort of like shrinks and goes back into her apartment. But yeah, I thought they set up some interesting things. There's, uh, you know, some interesting character dynamics. Uh, you know, the a couple of different characters realizing that, you know, like the one sister realizing that her sister's not the only one that's come back uh, in the second episode. And then you also have, you know, the cop realizing that... <laughs> It may not be somebody that's trying some identity theft or whatever. Wait a minute. That looks exactly like him. <laughs> that, it, that it actually is him yeah. or something. And so uh, there's uh, – it set up a lot of interesting stuff, and I'm interested to con- you know to continue watching it and see where it goes. It, it definitely is going for a different vibe than like Resurrection. Oh, I think it's so much better than Resurrection. Like, well, I, I think it's yeah. just – it's it's definitely going for a more creepy feel to what's going on. They're going for something bigger, more family drama ish. Uh, this has the family drama angle, but also has like the horror ish yeah. angle, you know, type of thing. Uh, I did like the, you know, the you know the finding out that it wasn't just the daughter that was back; that they were twins, and so now one's older and one's still the same. That was an interesting. Uh, sort yes, of twist the, the moment when the older sister sees her thing, like even in this version, I got chills. Like at that <laughs> moment, like when you, the knocking on the on the wall, and then when they see face to face, like they both realize that the other one isn't quite the same age yeah. as they thought. Yeah, that was uh, there was I don't know there was uh, I I think it's pretty good, and I'm I'm on board for the you know for the rest of the season. So yeah, I don't know. I, Again, I don't know if I'll ever go back and watch the, uh, you know, watch the French. the French version because I am I'm not like a total, you know, like snob of film of, snob of, yeah. of watching, yeah. you know, watching stuff. I just happen to a lot of times uh, I miss stuff because it goes by too fast. I don't read fast enough uh, to catch some stuff, and so if you like, 
it would be like watching a show in English, but muting the last two words of like every sentence somebody said. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and and then the other thing is a lot of times you you sometimes you miss stuff, uh, you miss the you know the atmosphere of it because you're reading the bottom of the screen, not paying attention to what, you know, to a look that somebody's giving or or you know something that's happening in the background because you're focused on seeing what somebody's saying. Uh, so you know it, for those type of reasons, it's why I I don't very often watch. Uh, it's not that I never do. I just. Uh, if I'm going to spend time watching it, I don't want to have to do like extra work. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't tend to watch a lot of subtitled stuff, but I did watch the original French series and I absolutely loved it. Like it was my number 2 show behind Breaking Bad of 2013 when I made my top 10 list. Like I absolutely loved that. So I was a little weary about this. But I've actually really enjoyed these first two episodes. Yes, it's almost exactly the same. It's like scene for scene, some shot for shot but mostly just scene for scene remake of the French one. Uh, you were saying like some of the stuff isn't revealed and it's a little slow. That's still the same pace of the French one. Like you slowly piece together, like each episode is like the first episode was Camille. This one's Simon. Each one focuses on another person, one of these returned people. And you start to learn how all these different pieces are like fit together and how different people are related that you didn't realize. Like you find out that woman was related to that serial killer, like she was one of the victims. Uh, And so slowly you piece together this whole thing. But I mean, I think they've done a very good job of remaking this for the people that will only watch English stuff. Like you said, I I find this one perfectly acceptable because the original was not in English. It's when it's in in English, there's really no need to ever remake it. But uh, I mean, it worked out for the office, but that's like one of the outliers. Like it doesn't usually work out. Well, I can also see it on, you know, I can also see some of, uh, taking certain ideas uh, of, say, something like The Office and turning it into a show that had, what, like 10 episodes and a Christmas special or something like that, or yeah. 12 episodes and a Christmas special, and turning it into something that went like 100 and whatever episodes. Uh, you know, you, granted, you could say that it was overkill, but for, you know, a long period of time, there was some really great seasons that, uh, you know, if you would only you know, that they took the idea and they made it their own. And so I can see, I can also see that, you know, if there's something that only lasted, but you think it's a good idea and you have a good take on it, uh, but you're going to turn it into something that's, you know, going to do more episodes in the first season than, you know, or, or in the first couple seasons than they did all together in a, you know, in like a British version or something. Uh, I could kind of see that uh, as also a reason I, I get the re- the main reason of you know the money aspect of it is if you own it, you know oh, you, get, you yeah. get all the stuff. But yet, so many of these shows don't do as well. So you know maybe it's not really worth putting all that money into it just to own it. Uh, yeah, and it's getting to be more and more like I said, uh, you're starting to see more and more of these shows already uh, on things like Netflix or Amazon Prime or. You know, or showing up on BBC America or various other channels that are using or partnering with the foreign, either Australian or or British TV to create series. You know, like Pivot did with Fortitude. You know, to create new stuff. You know, that way. 
that that ends up showing over here. I'd say, you know, if you were like a, you know, maybe a huge fan of the other, you might find this repetitive. I, I mean, it is repetitive, but one thing I, I did notice, like, I'm noticing some small details here and there because I know what's coming. Yeah. And so, like, someone makes a little look at one character, makes another little look at another character, and I know what's going on. Like, when maybe I wouldn't have realized that. Like, Until, like, when a couple I saw the French later or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there are little things I can find that are new. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm st- I still enjoyed these first two episodes, even though I've seen and I know what's coming. Like, because supposedly they're going to veer off, but after that, they claim that on Grace Point. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't really believe that anymore for most of these shows. So, I'll, I'll see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't, I did the one thing I didn't like about the French one was the way the first season ended. So, if they want to change that, then <laughs> that would be more, excellent. You'd be more than like, happy for them to go that uh, Yeah. So, that I direction. mean, I, I, that would be interesting if they do go a different route for how the season ends. Like, I'd really be interested in that. Yeah. But overall, I think if you've you know if you heard about the previous version or you've ever or you like this kind of style of show, I think it's worth checking out. With that, uh, we'll move to Powers, the first PlayStation Network original television show. So you uh, didn't have enough places to look for yeah. <laughs> comics. Are going to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Powers, season one, episode one, the pilot, you know, series premiere, which. Uh, is available for anybody to watch, whether you have, uh, you know, PlayStation or not, or whether you're a PlayStation Plus uh, member, uh, which is you know their, you know their add-on uh, service. To be able to see the subsequent nine episodes, you need to be a member <laughs> of those. You still don't necessarily need a PlayStation proper to be able to uh, uh, to watch it, but you do need to be a member of the PlayStation Plus. Uh, community, uh, the paid for uh, service to be able to uh, watch the rest of the episodes. Uh, but they put the first one out online, and uh, once you go through the, you know, signing up for a free account and downloading the... Oh, you can watch it on YouTube. They put it up on YouTube. You know, and stuff, you can watch it right there on the, the site. But we'll have uh, we'll have links to the various places where you can catch the first episode to see if uh, you'd like to check it out. But... Uh, uh, Andrea, this is uh, something that seems like it would be uh, <laughs> right up your yeah, right, right your alley. So about the interest at all anywhere on Twitter at work, it's yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know if that's sad or not, but I'm definitely not subtle about my interests. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of uh, of Powers? I liked it. Um, I thought I was kind of worried about how I would like it because it's weird. It was weird for me to come in feeling like I had a weird connection to something. Cause like every kind of game like that, or any kind of, uh, I guess like TV show, like, I mean, when I watched like power Rangers or something like that, like I didn't care. I just watched power Rangers. Like, like I've never gotten into something like that with kind of like an emotional attachment because I was familiar with the story, with the story and all of that. Um, and with the writer, um, Brian Michael Bendis and all that. So, uh, so I was kind of nervous because I thought I would just be very critical of it without trying to be just from like my own, from my own mind. Um, but I thought, but I thought they did a really good job at adapting it. Um, I mean, the effects were kind of less so and the effects were kind of more 
once upon a time uh, <laughs> than I want them to be. Um, I'm not even sure I that they're like that good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I feel like people, that's, that's an analogy people can understand. <laughs> I think the concept is interesting. Uh, the idea of uh, a world that has people, you know, there's a, a, a small subset of people that grow into having powers uh, some use them for good, some use them for not. But then there's a police division created to deal with, uh, you know, as, you know, just human cops uh, to deal with the uh, crimes and things that take place around uh, people with powers. And so I I thought that, you know, I thought that that's an interesting premise uh, to come at it. And then having the lead, you know, sort of the lead detective be somebody that used to have powers uh, that, uh, you know, lost them and, you know, what that's done to, you know, to, to his life and how that's changed things for him is, is potentially interesting. But being like the first big foray into TV for the PlayStation Network, it looked really cheap. I mean, the sets look yeah. cheap. The, the, the special effects, like uh, some of the worst driving through town you know, special effects, like they're clearly not driving anywhere. See, I didn't uh, even notice that. <laughs> some of that stuff is, is incredibly, it, it just, it drew my attention away from, you know, trying to get into the story. See, I just took it as a more of a video game type vibe to it, seeing as it was PlayStation, the series. So I just yeah, but the video games have better special <laughs> effects. You know, the video games that you can play on PlayStation look so much more realistic than some of this stuff did. I don't know. It just uh, some of it weren't quite sure totally what they were going for tone wise. Like, were they going for a more serious tone or? Was it supposed to be kind of cheesy? I feel like it's interesting to hear, like, because I'm interested to hear how people think of it who don't know it. Yeah, because I have no no connection to the source what material at all. <laughs> Why is this show so cheaply made? Which is weird. But See, I I didn't it that like I thought I actually think it looked better than Once Upon a Time. Like the effects, I, the effects never bothered me at all while watching this. I didn't know anything about it going into it. Like I just started watching. I actually really liked the world that they set up. If anything, I just found the show a little too slow. But I, I liked how they well. In one point, they found a creative way to give some of the backstory by, like, throwing on an extra report with Mario Lopez. That was Lopez. ridiculous. I thought, I thought that was an intre- at least an interesting way to give you some of the backstory. That was the but most then, ridiculous of course, verbal download is have Mario Lopez do an extra. Yeah, I thought that was creative at least. But then, of course, they have the, oh, we have our new rookie joining the force and she's got to learn, like, the whole backstory. So they went for the for your your typical way of giving the exposition. Or she just peppers him with questions throughout the whole episode yeah but i mean i thought they set up some really interesting characters and an an interesting premise and unique world like i wasn't bothered by the effects at all uh i just thought it was a little slow i i I, i'm not gonna go subscribe to playstation network plus just to watch to watch the rest of it (laughs) i mean maybe like you sign up for a month once it's all up there and you can watch (laughs) it all at once (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, they don't have any like uh, two week free trials or something like that uh, that you can do. 
Uh, they might. I haven't even ever looked. I mean, I was also I was also kind of surprised at the reception that it had because, like, I didn't know they were. I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't know they were doing like a big premiere out in LA and doing stuff like that. And I guess because it's maybe their first big thing, but I was so shocked and like, really? Like they're making this whole big deal? Like. It just caught me so off guard. Well, yeah, it was kind of strange in that effect where you knew that you had heard that it was in production and it was a thing that was coming. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, it dro- dropping this Tuesday. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? Like, what? No, no lead up, no, uh, you know, teaser, not much in the teasers, you know, uh, other than maybe like a week before or something that I really heard much about that it was actually coming out out you know not that it was just still being done uh so that was i thought that was kind of uh strange too but i mean we'll talk more about the the royals uh later at the end of the podcast but i just wanted to sort of contrast it with the royals which is you know the first you know foray of scripted shows for e and it looks incredibly expensive the sets are big it looks fantastic it for you know it looked like they really went full in and powers just looked like they went halvesies like this would fit with the type of people that play our games and let's do you know I'm wondering how they make money though because are they really going to sell like it's not like they have anything else that people that don't play games can watch on the PlayStation Network. Like, if that's how they're making their money, selling it there. Where E has tons of... They can sell ads, they can do other stuff. Well, I think that... Uh, well, I I think they also have other things that you can stream through off of their service uh, that you can get to that are not, you know, their originals and stuff. I think it's just another thing to try and get people that have PlayStations to sign up for... Because not everybody yeah, that has next big Netflix. It, it's like it's like yeah. not everybody that has play a PlayStation is paying for right. the PlayStation Plus. So I think this is like an extra thing they were trying to do is if uh, to get people to uh, you know to sign up. Uh, you know, just like you know a Netflix or something like that is using their original content as an extra reason to get people to uh, sign up. I just don't think. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at uh, technically uh, House of Cards isn't the first thing, but it, it is sort of their first uh, solo it's produced yeah. <laughs> solo produced thing. But, it you know, it looks really good. Uh, it, it it this just uh, I don't know. I I was expecting for their first foray into it. I was expecting something bigger. Or you know, better looking than we got. I, I guess I'm in the minority because <laughs> I actually wasn't bothered by the look of it all. It 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 maybe they're going for a cheap comic booky look. Well, that's <laughs> what I couldn't tell though. It's like at times it seemed like they were going for like a serious like gritty drama, and then other times it felt like they were going for a more cheesy comic booky feel. And so it, it was hard to tell you know what they were exactly going for, but you know it made. Uh, you know, it made the sets on Rizzoli and Isles look expensive. 
you know, <laughs> type of thing. But I mean, know? people were like flying through the air and like crashing, and and there was explosions and stuff. Yeah, it but was it was like, like it was it was it was way in the it was like way in the background that all this stuff was happening. You never really <laughs> saw like a, it was just some artists added some some glowing people in the distance to the and and, and it wasn't even just that stuff. It was just the. It was the driving scenes. It was the. See, I didn't the even notice pieces. it in the driving scenes. Like uh, it was, uh, it was just a lot of that stuff that just felt, just just a lot of it to me. It just felt cheap, and it just seemed like an odd thing to do for your first splash. You know, they definitely didn't go with the go big or go home. <laughs> I, I did notice everyone was using Sony phones, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, product placement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's also if you if you look at like what you can watch it on, you know, you can watch it on various Sony things, you know, uh, uh, besides the you know the PlayStation or whatever that you could download files for. But yeah, I don't know. I would be interested in seeing where it goes because I think the world is interesting, uh, and so you know maybe after a couple of episodes, uh, when they get you know when they've given you the verbal download on all the background of these types of people and you you're more into the what the world is that i would be interested in seeing more but like you said i'm not going and paying uh, for another service to just to get access to one thing yeah i'd be interested in seeing more if they put it out there with ads or something for you to watch elsewhere but or, i'm not gonna <laughs> subscribe to or yeah or if you can this is one where you need to find a friend that has PlayStation Plus. I, my brother, I asked my brother today if he has he has it, but I don't know how that works. Like if you can just log into someone else, but well, I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't know if you could do that or not, but uh, you know, you might uh, or go to his house. You might just have to drop, yeah. drop by for a, for a weekend. And it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna be on your couch for Saturday. I'm gonna watch the rest of Powers. I'll wait two months and then go over and once all the episodes are up. Well, he could go to your place, and then nobody would really know that anybody was. Oh, this is Unless my, this is my, different my brother. other brother. Yeah, it's my other, <laughs> not my twin brother. Uh, I always like try. I always like to make a twin joke if I can. <laughs> He's four years older. I actually died and came back. <laughs> that, that's the uh, that's the ultimate. Is like you were triplets. <laughs> Two of you came back four years apart, and then when you were all knocking on the wall, everybody got chills. All right, I think that's a. Uh, that's enough about powers, but if you if you checked it out, if you have if you've seen the first three episodes, it it they did for people that have PlayStation Plus that they did drop the first three episodes, and then there'll be a new uh, episode for the next uh, seven weeks after that because I think it's ten episodes total. Uh, so it's sort of a hybrid. You get a a little a little bit to chew on at the beginning and then they give you a, a weekly dose uh, after that. But I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on, on powers. And uh, did, did you find it cheap or were you, <laughs> or did you not even notice it like Kyle, or did you just uh, really like it because you liked the, the source material? Let us know. Uh, you can always uh, leave a comment on the post at uh, TV times three.com slash two, six, six, or Hit us up at feedback at tvtimes3.com and uh, let us know what you thought of that. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 2, Episode 12, Who You Really Are. And uh, 
Kim, we'll start with you, Andrea. What did you think of uh, Lady Sif reappearing on the episode and everything else that was uh, uh, Eddie McClintock? As a from <laughs> Warehouse 13. Showing up and as as kind of an important uh, a little bit of uh, information drop there. And uh, and everything that's going on about Sky. What did, uh, what do you think about uh, Agents of Shield since we've come back from its its uh, Agent Carter break? Um, I've been. I mean, I I love the show. Um, again, with like the no you know hiding of the interests at all. Um, but I think it's been really really strong since coming back. Uh, I think they they did something really good for their show by. Uh, you know, by making Sky who she was, um, just that kind of, I mean, making her inhuman kind of opens up a whole universe that they can play with. Um, and it make it gives them a lot more stories they can, they can work with. And, um, it was kind of interesting to me when I went and read everything online that I think a lot of people were kind of bummed out by the Lady Sif episode. I mean, I loved it and I loved Jamie Alexander and I was really happy that they were able to get her back. And I think a lot of people felt like it was kind of more filler than anything else. But, um, but I liked it because it's like, I love that they can kind of do that now. It's like they can call someone in and have them talk about alien stuff because they're dealing with alien stuff and it still ties into kind of the bigger mysteries and you can introduce more characters. Um, and I mean, I think it's been, it's been really strong this season since coming back. Um, I think it's kind of only going to get stronger as it goes towards the end. Um, I have not seen additional episodes, so I'm not like trying to actually speak from <laughs> what I know. I'm literally just speaking from what, uh, like what I've heard from upcoming episodes. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm really happy with it and I hope that it kind of continues to find its footing and, um, you know, and I'm really interested to see what happens in May. Um, cause there's been a lot of hints about if they're going to tie it into the Avengers movies and I can't imagine they wouldn't. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with that. That'll be, de- that'll definitely be interesting. How about you, Kyle? What do you, what do you think of, uh, this episode. Uh, yeah, like Andrea, I enjoyed the first Lady Sif episode, and so I was happy to see her come back. I think she's a lot of fun. Like the the uh, amnesia stuff was nice. How she didn't realize uh, who she was at first, but she had some of the information. And then I think Eddie McClintock, who was a good like, I liked how at first you thought he was this really bad guy, and then you realize he's actually there for a good reason. But they have to give him amnesia anyway, just because otherwise he he wouldn't let them go or he would go kill Sky, uh, Sky before he, he, uh, he, his, his weapon seemed a little weak. It, it almost seemed like a, like a meat, meat tenderizer for <laughs> Thor. <laughs> like, Hey, you got Thor's meat tenderizer. <laughs> yeah. like, but, uh, but if it, but if it gets you, you don't, you don't remember. Yeah, yeah, anything, you don't so remember. Yeah. I was trying to like Twitter stuff and I just kept wanting to, when I was live tweeting, just be like mini Thor's hammer. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I think they did a good job there. And then, like, also, what's going on with um, with uh, Hunter's wife, ex-wife there, and the other guy? Like, what are they hiding? And now Hunter, like, they had to knock him out, so now they're going to have to either let him in on what's going on or do something with him. Like, <laughs> so we're, I'm interested to see what that because they said they're they're not Hydra. So what are they and what are they hiding? I'm interested to see where they're going to go with that. Yeah, what their reasoning is for. 
you know, trying to get to the, you know, the the little box that uh, Coulson has hidden in the desk. Yeah, it it kind of feels like they're sort of tired of all the secrecy, even though they, you know, in, in some respects, you got to know that some things are just secret. You right. know? <laughs> uh, but uh, with some of the things that happen, you know, with Coulson, you know, earlier on with the, all the all the writings and stuff that was being hidden and that I think it may be more of that, that they're, they want to know what's going on, but it it still feels a little weird when they're, you know, when he's talking about, you know, like it's not the same, but you know, they're going to feel betrayed when they find out. So it'll be interesting to see how they go forward with that uh, storyline and exactly why it is that they're uh, after that stuff. But I liked, I liked having a uh, lady sift back. I think it worked because if you have like a Cree show up, it seems that having somebody, somebody, you know, another alien that, that sort of is watching the various, uh, you know, the various areas up there uh, would, would know about it. And, uh, and obviously they don't have a good history with them. So to, uh, to come af- after them, uh, you know, that makes sense. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see that this one was sort of on, you know, sort of on the good side of uh, maybe like a, a small f- faction of the Cree or something like that. That was like, yeah, way back when we did some we did some shady stuff and it's not good to have around. So uh, when I saw that that had happened again, I came to, you know, try and eradicate it before you know, before it gets too bad. So uh, that was, that was kind of interesting. Uh, But obviously that there was other Cree that would still be quite interested in those things and uh, what can happen. I thought it was also interesting that they, they expanded it out that there was like six or seven or something like that obelisk that, uh, Mm -hmm. that are out there, uh, you know, in the world. And so, that made for, you know, sort of a new direction for things they need to track down and stop seeing what happened uh, with Reyna and Sky. So I, I think it's uh, – I thought it was really interesting, especially when they came back and they sort of just like chopped Hydra's head off, <laughs> sort of <laughs> almost completely there or whatever, uh, that you were kind of like, what's the new direction that they're going to go? And so, you know, some of these things that they're setting up seem uh, really interesting uh, I also liked in the previous episode when they set up uh, that, uh, you know, Sky's mom was the one that when these changes would happen to these, uh, you know, when these people would get their abilities, she was the one that was able to help them learn how to control them. And that, the, you know, sort of the last person she helped is now that seems to be that person, uh, you know, that came in and got Reyna. And so there's there's some there's a, a lot of interesting stuff uh, seeing, you know, previews for next week where. Her dad's back, Sky's dad's back, but with a sort of a legion of of, of escaped bat, baddies. Uh, it should be should be interesting. I'm just really enjoying the show. I just uh, it's it's one of the you know the Flash Agents of Shield has become like a great uh, two hour block. Yeah, oh, it really has. I'm kind of disappointed that I Zombie is going to be on at the same time, but I don't have to. I've seen the first four of those, so I don't have to worry about that for a few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, what did uh, I don't know? Did I ask you, Kyle? What did you think of yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. far? Did you jump in? I can't remember. Yeah, I jumped in. But yeah, I think they're doing. They're definitely on 
this whole season have been on a much better track of episode what's happening in episodes building on you know future episodes and you know there's been a lot more forward momentum uh, this whole season than there ever was at the beginning of last season uh, i think since you know the second half of last season it's just sort of continued and i think it continues to get better i i liked a lot of, i like a lot of the new characters that they've added uh you know i think uh you know mockingbird is a great character and uh you know some of the other ones that they've uh that they've added it's just uh i think overall it's 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 working really well and i look forward to find out how they're going to sort of tie things into the avengers or uh it seems to me that there colson's got to show up in the avengers or or something uh has to happen uh that there's there's got to be some connection now uh, will the season be over before the movie comes out or is it no, the movie comes out May first, so yeah, and I think it's yeah, and it'll what, like, go uh, to like middle of yeah. There's still ten more episodes of of Shield, so you know you're. Uh, I think at least uh, there's probably an episode or two after it comes out, which means I then need to see the movie <laughs> opening weekend or be spoiled by the yes, TV. Pretty, which guess- is what I hated that they did with the Captain America because I don't. I would rather watch it on 3D Blu-ray at home than go to the theater and see it in the theater. I was. So. I I just remember this is so an aside. I'm sorry. I'm like hijacking podcast because this just reminded me. I was crucified last year when I wrote an article on EW.com about. Kobe Smulders coming back to guest star because it broke like the same week that Winter Soldier was out that they had that big crossover and I put what I didn't think was a spoiler in the heading and I got crucified by so many people who are having (laughs) arguments in the comments about like well why did you click the article well I don't have time to go see a movie on opening day it's like well you know that the show is going to tie into the movie so why read it like (laughs) so I was laughing at one point because it was so heated about like you needed to see the movie in order to watch the the show well, that's the thing is they did it. They did a good enough job of sort of, you know, the the thing was, is it was actually more if you ever planned on watching uh, Winter Soldier, it just not in the opening weekend. The show was actually more spoilery for the movie. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I didn't watch spoilery for uh, because they the ep- the first episode back, they tie it in so much where you're seeing scenes from the movie. And, you know, and you find out, you know, that <laughs> that they're now chasing Hydra, who's been embedded in S.H.I.E.L.D. all this time. And so that's a huge spoiler <laughs> for the movie. Yeah, and they, they referenced it. Like, I remember I had gotten a screener because I had to write up, like, a postmortem thing for the episode. And it was before, it was, like, four days before I was going to see the movie. And I was really pissed because I had done such a good job of not spoiling myself with like any screenings or anything and I was so determined and then, <laughs> and then I get on call, the first thing they talk about is like how Fury's dead and like all these things that you would believe if like from the way the trailers were so I was so upset it's like you talked about so many things <laughs> but hopefully that won't be the case for yeah I, somehow I don't think it'll be quite yeah. the uh, uh the game changer that that was because it definitely put the show on a you know a different trajectory once you <laughs> once you basically have shut down Shield. Yeah. So it 
I don't think it'll be nearly uh, that big, but hopefully a little less than maybe the tangentialness of of Thor, the way Thor sort of mm-hmm. they were yeah, just like, oh hey, we're here in England doing some Thor cleanup. <laughs> oh here's a here's a whole different case we're going to go off <laughs> and take care of, you know. So maybe you know a little more than that, maybe a little less than Winter Soldier would be uh, a good good place to go. But you know also maybe. If you don't want to be spoiled, you probably should wait to watch the last couple episodes of the season before. Well, that's you what I, that's <laughs> what I ended up doing. That's what I ended up doing the last time. I had to wait a couple episodes till I had a chance to see the movie because I didn't want <laughs> let them back up to a little bit. Be spoiled, yeah. All right, and with that, we'll move on to the last show on the primetime list this week, which is the uh, Royals, uh, season one, episode one, "Stand and Unfold Yourself," the series premiere of uh, E's first. Uh, script uh, foray into scripted programming. Andrea, what did you think of the Royals? I I really liked it. Again, this was I feel like this is the theme of a podcast. Like I didn't know how I would like this, and I was really skeptical of it. But I mean, I don't really watch a lot of scripted shows on stuff like E. I mean, I watch like the history scripted shows because it's very specific. But like. The E stuff, I remember when I heard about this coming out and it didn't grab me at all. It kind of honestly sounded like a really dumb concept to me, like just something that E would put on like the Kardashians. Um, And that was just my first impression. And then I started like reading things about it. And then I watched the first episode and I was all, oh, this is actually a decent show. Like, I mean, it's something I think I would watch. I watched the premiere. Um... You know, I think I'll continue to watch it. It may not be a show that I'm going to make sure I watch every single week, you know, before my DVR backs up. But I mean, I think I'll definitely keep tuning in. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. And I mean, I love Elizabeth Hurley. I think she's I think she's great. Um, So I I really enjoyed it. I would encourage like people to, to check it out if they haven't. Yeah, I think it's it's another one of those shows that you hear the Royals and you think it's going to be some weird you know, like reality. reality show where they found yes. like the fifth cousin of somebody to, you know, <laughs> to do whatever or or, uh, or to or, get married on Fox <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or some, you know, something bizarre like that where because of the, the network that it's on. And then also uh, based on some of the previews and stuff that I'd seen, it looked like it was going to be much more of there was there was much more of a comedic element to it but it's it's really more of a serious drama that has some funny yeah. moments and so it was way more of a serious drama than i ever thought it was going to be and uh and then as i mentioned before it looks fantastic uh they definitely s- seem to like spare no <laughs> uh, spare nothing uh putting you know the everything together the sets look great uh, the cast is pretty good, and the whole premise of coming around, uh, you know, the death of their first, you know, their oldest son because of his military duty, and you know, he would have been, you know, the next in line to be king, and what that does to the father, and and, and you know, what he starts thinking about of you know abolishing the monarchy because it puts all these different pressures where you don't ever get to do necessarily what you want to do you get you know you just have to follow in this certain path like his son you know it was the the thing to do would be to join the military as you know the 
as his father had done before him and and you know so on and so forth and so you know while there was definitely some comedic comedic moments like the two sort of like uh what are they the uh oh, I, I they were so the, annoying the, the, those redheaded the, cousins the, the cousins oh my gosh those two were so irritating that was they felt they felt like right out of like you know sort of the like, kardashians no like out of well like present day like out of cinderella like the evil yeah. stepsisters type of thing except that these were like the stupid stepsisters like that had no no clue like what uh, anything really was and just were completely bizarre but i really quite liked it uh uh you know way more than i thought i ever would and i'm probably on board to watch uh you know watch the rest of it uh, to see where it goes because I think it sets up some interesting things. Uh, you know, the cast is really good, and I'm I'm, I'm going to keep up. A this is an, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all this stuff, but this is another one I'm going to try and keep up with. <laughs> see, I I, I watched some up with of the Royals. The, I, I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I was more excited for it than I actually ended up being. I mean, it looks wonderful. Like I like the premise. Um, but I found it to be a little slow at times, like, and also the the sister there, um, what's her name, uh, Eleanor, like her character just seems so weird. Like one second she'd be uh, like high, the next second she'd be drunk, and then she'd be like this really insightful friend, like to Ophelia, and so it was very inconsistent with what was going on with that. With that character, well, I, did, I think it was trying to show how screwed up, you know, having, having like what you're supposed to do, and this is like she's always just been sort of rebelling against having to do all these things, and has just become, uh, you know, completely screwed up, but yet can see like that she's screwed up. <laughs> but they had her supporting the dad in his idea that he was gonna to get rid of the the monarchy when. she's a party girl like she doesn't want to lose all her ability just to go out and party all the time but i think that was what was interesting is i think she does is like that's all that she's ever become she's never had anything and just uh she would like to not have all those pressures you know put on her and you know so that sort of idea kind of would appeal to her even if she was high and eating pie at the time (laughs) and then the other thing that bugged me was Ophelia and the prince, they just met at this party. And yet every other scene afterwards, she's already like hanging out with the royal family, like up at the funeral. Like if she she if she just met him, she wouldn't be like invited to all these things where she's like hanging out with the family. Like well, she would have she would have been doing that before they met. Well, I think and the funeral thing was were. more because her dad was head of security. So she was just sort of there. Because of but that. even then, you would have thought she would have met him before. Like it wouldn't be the very first time they met. Well, they sort of, they had, they had sort of met before when they were children. But they said in the story that like she had been sent away uh, for some time after her mother's death, uh, or whatever, for you know, for safety reasons or whatever. Because, and uh, you know, now she was back, and so you know, she she knew who he was, but he didn't necessarily recognize her. Until it was sort of a weird moment when like the <laughs> when the the security guy comes in and is like, uh, you have to you have to return to the castle. And so do you, Ophelia. And you're like, wait a second. 
<laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> yeah. Why why do they both have to return? And so so that that was, you know, that was uh, interesting, but yeah, they sort of that they sort of pushed that a little like too fast. Like, you know, her him asking her out at the, you know, at the funeral you know, or like, like after her, you know, or whatever. And then, you know, also, you know, inviting her uh, you know, to come to dinner uh, and then all the stuff with the, you know, with the queen and, uh, you know, some of that stuff felt a little fast, especially, you know, like, the, and then them going out on like sort of a first date uh, at the end. In public? Like, Cause it's only like a couple, you know, it's, it's like yeah. maybe like a week has gone by type of thing since the, from the beginning to the end of the episode, if that. So yeah, they kind of, uh, they kind of pushed that a little fast, but I thought there was interesting stuff in there. Like you find out that, you know, the mother had also sort of worked uh, for the royal family, and in some sort of attack, the father saved the king, and his wife died. You know, while there was, yeah. a, and so uh, that's a you know that's an interesting dynamic. Uh, they set up a lot and- of interesting stuff within the. Yeah, you have the the Cyrus there, who's like, like almost kills his brother. Like you know, he, he <laughs> wants to be king. I I love that conversation between him and Eleanor, where they're like, oh, your syphilis is gonna do that. Like they're both like jabbing at each other and like, and uh, and poking fun at each other. And then the other scene I really enjoyed was in the car when the mother is there with the two kids, and they're like, oh, Henry the Eighth killed all his wives. <laughs> yeah, like he, he, really, <laughs> he really knew what he was doing. <laughs> like, yeah, especially when all... she said one of them just for being too fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other line I really liked was when the king goes out on his own and sends his footman in to, you know, like oh, t- yeah. takes the place and he gets up <laughs> and she's like taking off her clothes and he's like, whoa, it's good to be the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that, that there was some there were some funny moments within, but they definitely were going for a much more higher drama than I sort of expected. I mean, maybe it'll, you know, it'll come down a little bit in future episodes because you won't be, I mean, you'll still have them dealing with the death of their brother and stuff, but, you know, you'll be moving past that a little bit. Uh, But uh, I, I, it's one I, you know, I I totally could recommend, uh, you know, checking this one out. Yeah, I'm interested to see more, but I don't know why they chose Sunday. Sunday is already (laughs) so packed at 10 o'clock. Yeah, Sundays is probably... uh, maybe not the best day to it, but then really anymore, like what is a good day to add in another show? You know, it's like never. Sundays almost for me, I, the more shows, the better because like you happen to watch the rest of the week. Well, I, I, because of my work schedule over the weekends, I tend to be up in the middle of the night, but don't have to go to work. So I start watching TV. A lot of times as things start coming on at eight o'clock and I watch TV until like four o'clock in the morning. And so I pretty much watch every, by the time Monday rolls around, I've knocked everything from Sunday night off, off the DVR already. So I, I get a good start uh, uh, on, on the, on the week. I'm uh, jealous of then, like the central time zone people that get that extra hour head start on the, I don't uh, know, I, it was weird. I spent an, I spent a year in Chicago last year for graduate school and it was 
the weirdest thing was being <laughs> central time. And it was like really good in a way because the 11 PM shows were over so early. I'm like, I can still go out and have a life. Like I can watch a, you know, a 10 PM show and still like go out with my friends after. But then the downside was that like, I had to be home by seven if I wanted to get an eight o'clock show. Yeah. Well, the other thing that worked for me for this was, one of the last, uh, apparently one of the last few HD channels that's still the HD feed or still the, uh, the East Coast feed is E. So uh, the Royal started at seven o'clock here instead of I didn't have to wait till 10 o'clock. So I was able to start watching it around like 730 uh, after it started recording. So uh, that 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 helps out, too, right now until, you know, a few weeks from now or something like that when they they keep they keep finding uh they keep changing them. BBC America and AMC and stuff used to all be early. I used to be able to watch like The Walking Dead, you know, start watching at like 6.30 on a Sunday. And now it's the – now I have the regular, uh, you know, Pacific time feed. So I have to wait till 9 o'clock before it starts. So it, it makes it a little tougher. But this was this was nice having that a little earlier. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the Royals, I think uh, we all sort of agree it's worth uh, checking out. And uh, we'll move on to the uh, TV recommendation segment. And uh, I don't really have a recommendation this week, uh, but I'm sort of going to re-mention uh, last week's recommendation, which was the TV Showtime app, which you can find at tvshowtime.com, or you can search uh, TV show space time. Space time. That sounded weird. <laughs> it's the Doctor Who sponsored. Uh... TV show is all one word, and then time is a second word. Uh, is how they have it for the app. So if you search that way, it's easier to find. You know, in your iPhone or uh, or Android app stores. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to mention. I think. Uh, let's see, we had a couple. Uh, I think uh, Orange County Gal and Prismatic who uh, who uh, started using the app and uh, friended me since uh, I mentioned it last week. Uh, but then I also wanted to mention, since Kyle's on this week, Kyle's on there. Uh, you can find Kyle on the TV Showtime app. And then also uh, Melissa, who was on last week, started using the app as well. So you can find the Televixen on there. And uh, there's a couple other uh, people, Troy Heinrichs and Wayne Henderson, who have also been uh, guests on the show, uh, use the app. And then also uh, Liz Henderson, who's going to be on next week, is also on there. And that's that's pretty much the... Uh, the most of my friends on that list right now are all, all those people that I uh, mentioned because it's sort of a it's kind of a newer app. It's it's a more of a I think the designers are French, so it it has sort of a an inter, more international appeal. So much it, there's not quite as many uh, U.S. users using it, but uh, it's a, it's worth checking out. As I mentioned last week, uh, mainly for the to watch section of the app that as you follow. As you follow a show, as new episodes air or are available on a streaming service or whatever, they pop up in your to-watch list uh, to remind you that uh, you have those to uh, to watch. And then you just click on them and say that you've watched them, what you have. And the next time one pops up, uh, you're ready to go. So it's uh, like right now it's telling me that uh, I have an episode of Revenge, Secrets and Lies uh, that I haven't gotten to yet. So I haven't didn't get to everything last night from Sunday, but uh, but that's uh, again that's my that's my recommendation along with uh, you know checking out uh, the return and the Royals are both uh, worth checking out as well. How about you, Andrea? What uh, 
What's your recommendation this week? Um, so I'm going to recommend Broad City, which um, I personally feel everyone should be watching. It's kind of, you know, like I said, when we were talking about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, it might not be for everyone. That type of humor is very, or that kind of show rather is, um, it is very specific. But if you like that kind of comedy, um, I just, I think it's, it's a really great show. And I mean, more so than the actual comedy. Um, I love, uh, you know, I love Alana Glazer um, and I love Abby Jacobson and I, I love how, um, I love how they show the relationship. And I, it's like, to me, I like it a lot better than girls. I think it's a lot more real. I think it's, um, it's more witty. Um, I got into it late. I only, I didn't watch the first season because I just didn't get into it. And then I ended up marathoning the whole first season, um, which is like 10 half hour episodes or whatever, um, before the second season started. Cause I had kind of started to hear more about it when it was getting ready to come back. And I realized how much I liked it. And then I've been watching the second season ever since it came back. Um, and it's just, I think it's, it's a really clever show. Um, and I would just recommend everyone to check it out and watch it. Or, you know, if you're not sure, maybe like read a little bit online about what the, the show is like and what kind of things they talk about. But, um, but if you're looking for something different that is, you know, different than your standard network TV or dramas or even comedies, um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. I've heard only good things. It's, it's, it's one of those shows that's uh, sort of, uh, it's on the to watch list. <laughs> Just haven't gotten oh, around to it yet. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the, one of the many things that you're like, Oh, I should watch that. Oh, but what about this and that and the other thing? But that's a that's always from what I've heard. That's a, definitely a good one to to check out. It has an interesting uh, the comedy comes from an interesting perspective. It's an interesting style of comedy that you don't uh, I don't know. I guess you that you don't normally see. I guess from a female perspective, uh, I I think maybe one way to put it from things I've read about it. And that's partly why it's so funny is because, is because these are things that actually, you know, that like women actually do, but you don't normally see this sort of take on it. Uh, so it's on it's on the list. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so for me, I picked a uh, another show that's quite different from anything else you'll see on TV, <laughs> uh, which is Man Seeking Woman. Uh, it airs on FXX, uh, and I think by the time this posts, it'll be the season finale. Uh, but it's just a very unique, uh, fun show about uh, this guy who's re-entered the dating world after like six years with his with his girlfriend. They break up, and now he has to re-enter the dating world, and it's very strange and different for him. But the way the the show does this is like everything is so surreal and just like the oddest uh, things. Everything's based in like some kind of like dating trope or dating thing. But it's very odd. Like Like the first episode is, God, the woman I met was a total troll. But in this, she literally is a troll (laughs) that he ends up. But everybody else... Yeah, but everybody else thinks she's great, and he's the only one that's like, this is weird. 
but and, and like then he, like his girlfriend gets a new boyfriend and oh he's Hitler. No, he's literally Hitler. <laughs> like she's dating his his ex girlfriend is dating Hitler, or he goes like a destination wedding in hell, like because it's hell for him to be at a wedding for these friends, like when everyone else is happy. And like, then there's another one where he's like crafting some rep- like a text reply to like a new possible new girlfriend. And it's like this big, like Pentagon war room thing, just trying to figure out what to type. Like it's, and they have uh, the guy who played Ty from Battlestar Galactica is like intense general. there, helping him figure out what to type. And like just all these other things, like with like college applications, like treating, like trying to find a girlfriend is like a college application. And like they also did one unique episode last week where his it was from it was like a woman seeking man because they did it from his sister's point of view. So they like they mix things up and it's just like I the, I think the humor comes like these absurd situations, but how matter of factly they play everything. So it might be the most ridiculous thing in the world, but they play it like, oh no, this is just everyday occurrence that I'm on a date with a troll and like yeah, it's just a. Well, it kind of it kind of almost plays off of like it almost seems like in some respects where you're not sure that like you're just seeing it like from his perspective and nobody else everybody else sees them as a regular person or whatever. Uh, you know, it plays off the you know like the idea of your ex girlfriend gets a new boyfriend and everybody thinks he's great and you think there there's you you know you think there's problems, uh, but everything you say nobody seems to agree even though he's Hitler. You know, so they go to like the extreme, and uh, so yeah, they they did play off some interesting stuff. I just couldn't get into it. It was it was one I just uh, I I think I watched the first couple or or so, and uh, I I just uh, it's like I saw where they were coming from, and it just but it just didn't work for me. But they it has already been picked up for a second season, and I saw that the the whole first season is available on the FXX website. You can watch it there for another month or so. I think it said 38 days it expired. So there are ways if, if, if you check it out, uh, you can check it out there. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to another season uh, and the season finale and see where they go. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's our recommendations. And as always, uh, we'll have links to where you can find uh, uh, those recommendations as well as the new stories we talked about in the show notes. Uh, also where you can find Andrea and Kyle online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 266. Next week, uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me. And since uh, things like uh, The Flash and Arrow and whatnot are also back this week, so (laughs) we'll probably be talking about those next week. And uh, maybe also uh, we might also jump back and maybe talk some uh, hindsight uh, since we haven't really talked too much about that on the on the show. But uh Amory was really happy that it got uh, picked up for a second season. Uh, We'll be talking about probably those and uh, a few other things uh, next week. With that, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And thank you once again, uh, Andrea and Kyle, for joining me on episode 266. Thank you. We sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.